This week on Retronauts, the first fully rendered podcast ever. Retronauts live. This time it is live. Oh, finally! And finally, just you're like not lying to everyone. No, no, it's true. There's not going to be a question mark in parentheses. And just like Jesus, Jeremy is my co-pilot. What? But I also have other people today. And I let's all introduce. Chewbacca was your co-pilot. Uh, no, I fired him. No. Let's introduce ourselves. <laughs> He's I... moaning outside of the podcast room. Right <laughs> he is. Now. Get him out of here. <laughs> There's no pets in this building. Anyways, I'm Bob Mackey. Uh, I guess my my official title now is Features Admiral and Duke of Retronauts. Comma, Duke of Retronauts. Comma, it's Duke on of a business card, yeah. people. That's what it says. I can, I can, I, I can rank over people in the Navy now. Mm. I can pull rank on them. All right, so I have to my left. Jose Otero, I'm an editorial contributor. And I'm uh, Marty Sleva. I believe I'm a purchase order. Right. Yes. <laughs> you're a uh, human slave. I am, yeah. Uh, I don't have, you don't, I'm, you're not wearing your barcode. I'm not, no. Okay, you should put that back on. It's tattooed. Mm. It's tattooed. Somebody now. finds <laughs> out, they're going to escort you out. Yeah. Me and Chewbacca and are going to be on the streets. That's where he deserves to be. And I'm Jeremy Parrish, King of Gattaca. Yeah. Is that what it says on your business card? No, that's just what I am. Okay. I was born into it. All right. Uh, anyways, we've already had a Super Nintendo traditional episode, but this is going to be our Super Nintendo call-in episode of fun and merriment and joy. And I hope you we get some good calls. Conviction. Well, <laughs> it has to be better than the last call-in episode. <laughs> Unless nothing, something... Nothing could be better than that episode. Okay, unless someone, like, got word of this in a mental hospital or something, <laughs> then I think we're okay. Or some, like, angry Sega fan just calls in. I don't Ooh. know. Uh-oh. Yeah. The same callers. I called for the Sonic <laughs> podcast, and I hate Super Nintendo. Now my daughter's going to tell you how much she hates it. I don't ever want to hear what anyone thinks of Knuckles. <laughs> I think I can go for the rest of my life without that information. Mm, that in Shadow. I don't want to know that one yeah. either. Yeah. Well, I, what do you think about when Shadow and Knuckles have sex? <gasps> I think that's beautiful. You just blew my mind. And uh, we should encourage it in all forms. Okay. But for more on that, go to some other website because we're one up and most of us aren't perverts. Right? Most of us. I like, yeah. the, I like the benefit of a doubt there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot of these open. guys. Not Matt Leone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, kind of a, he's kind of a mystery to me. But anyways. He's uh, too quiet to be normal. Yeah, that is true. But uh, we do have a few brief bits of retro news. news more like new releases and can i tell you how difficult it is to freaking find out what came out on virtual console this week 
go to press.nintendo.com. That's all I have to do? Okay, thanks. Because Googling it didn't work. I had to actually go to my junk email, find the thing Nintendo sent me. I was like, oh, that's what came out this week. But in case anyone is still buying virtual console games, this week we have uh, Super Adventure Island 2 for which Super is, Nintendo. Which is like Caveman Metroidvania. Yeah. You should play it. It's mm. pretty good, and I, I believe that's probably like 800 points, it's right? It's probably 800 points, yep. I didn't mm. know if they marked it up for the, you know, yeah. like, uh, this game looks better than other games. <laughs> oh, actually, um, oh, I don't know about that. Was that released in the U.S.? Because if it's an import, there might be the 100, 100 point uh, like, tariff. Yeah, no, I, that, that did come out here. And okay. I think, did the, we complete... The import game stamp tax. Yeah. Did, did we complete the entire Wonder Boy slash Adventure Island? No, there's there's still like a handful we will of games. Never, we will never complete that. We'll have to wait for Nintendo's we're, we're next system. We're pretty close, though. Yeah. No Monster World 4, though. But that right. is coming at some point but, in a translated form. That's what I heard. And we're also missing um, Adventure Island 2 and 3 and, for the NES. And Adventure Island 4 for Famicom. Yeah. So. And the uh, MSX version, or not MSX, the... Um, Sega SG-1000 version of Wonder Eye. I think we can boy. all do without that one. Oh, no, no. It's so good. <laughs> it's like playing on an LCD handheld. It's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, yeah, that's a great game. Also, Avenging Spirit, which uh, I had no idea existed <laughs> until... Yeah. No, I believe it. Sorry. I'm naturally very dry, so you don't uh, know if I'm being serious or not. But, no, Adventure Island 2, great game. Sorry, Super Adventure Island 2. Adventure Island 2 is still oh, pretty see, good. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the SG-1000 version. Oh, no, no. Okay. Uh, no, no, that game, no one should play, right? Probably not. Only if you're a historian. I assume you played it, Jeremy. I, I have. Okay. Did the memories keep you up at night? No. All right, we're safe. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm made of sterner stuff than that. Okay. We also have, how do you feel about Avenging Spirit? I, yeah, I gotta agree with you. I didn't know this game existed. What, the, Avenging Spirit? Yes. I have no idea what it is. I'm like, what is this? And then they have that beautiful box shot that, I don't know, was it like some noir kind of looking? The game yeah. is absolutely Dude. nothing like that. That's the best part. Yeah, it yeah, looks so like uh, it's a Dick Tracy game from the cover. It's Kirby-esque. That's what I've been told. Yeah, really? I, just, I watched a little video of it before I came up here, and, and you're a ghost, oh, uh, right. and you can inhabit one of three different bodies. See, when and, you said uh, it was Kirby-esque, I imagined some detective-looking guy like the one on the box just sucking in criminals <laughs> and getting their ability. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I well, didn't hear this game. The main character is like a little floating ball of ghost stuff. Mm. So, kind of like Kirby. Yeah. Okay. Science term is ghost stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what was this originally released on? Uh, game Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. And it's by Jalico. So, mm. they, they're pretty good. I know Ray Barnholt has a thing for them. Yeah. Strangely enough, I always found it weird that they they released Maniac Mansion in the States. Why is that weird? I don't know. It just seems like they were so Japanese-centric. Well, you know, and, there, uh, was a, there was a very interesting version of Maniac Mansion released on Famicom. I saw that. But it's not the same one as released on NES. The characters look like little tykes It's uh, like things. a more primitive, <laughs> weirder version of Maniac Mansion. Yeah. yeah. But that was actually uh, Tim Schafer's first job in the industry, was working on the NES version of Maniac Mansion. So Jalico gave us Tim Schafer in a way. I believe LucasArts actually developed the game and Jalico right. just published it. Oh, okay. No, no, you're right. Sorry, yeah. I like, I like calling them Jalico. Jalico. Like the, the successors to the ColecoVision. Yeah, I was going to say Jalico Vision. Hmm. Made entirely of um, Corinthian leather. See, I didn't even know it was uh, Coleco. But Connecticut what leather. What did you think it was? Coleco? Coleco. Connecticut Leather Company. Yeah, Coleco. Connecticut Leather Company. 
Connecticut Lederhosen Company. Now, they could have started, I don't know the, the, the history of this company, but they could have started out making Lederhosen for all I know. Leather Lederhosen. Yeah. Anyways, guys, Super Nintendo, while we wait for calls, let's BS about one of our favorite systems. I've already talked enough about it, and I don't know. I have too. Jeremy has expressed some discontent with sharing any more Super Nintendo information with <laughs> the world. It's my secrets now. I'll take them to the grave. If you'd like to know what Jeremy thinks about Super Nintendo, Kill him. consult your local internet source. <laughs> really? Have you written, written that much about Super Nintendo at this point? I've written, I've written a lot about Super Nintendo. It's true. I've written a lot about everything at this point. Mm. You know what? Eight years ago today... I arrived in San Francisco to begin working for OneUp.com. Oh, congrats. That's wow. a long damn time. Mm. Seriously. Eight years. What the hell? By this point, most people, you know, like, evolved to a new form of life or something. Or started working at Microsoft. I don't know. But not me. I was I'm a trend for a while with Microsoft thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Did you get your watch? I had to buy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get you a Game & Watch. <laughs> That would have been good. Like a Legend of Zelda one. Mm -hmm. That would be okay. Or but a Metroid one. While Ooh. we're waiting for calls, Jose and Marty. I'll just, I'll just never forget the first time I saw it. Um, I wasn't the first kid on the block to have it. And I remember my reaction to, it's purple? The buttons are purple? Uh, what, 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 what's going on? It's gray and purple. Um, but playing Super Mario World and, and seeing how like beautiful that game was and experiencing that. And I was telling you, yeah, I'll never forget the time I saw uh, Super Castlevania 4 for the first time. Finding out that Simon Belmont can whip in eight directions as a kid <laughs> blew my mind. Because one through three, you had to jump to whip at everything. You only whipped in one direction unless you turned around. So it was, it, it was everything I wanted from that point. 16-bit was all about diagonals. It was all about that. Yeah. That's why they gave you the shoulder buttons in Super Metroid. It was about shooting diagonals with was, the shoulder buttons. Was I also the only one who felt like the controller was just kind of like, it was like Space Age almost. You kind of felt like, wow, there's so many buttons on this thing. Yeah, like, it was very whole, rounded. The whole thing, um, you know, the whole system, the, the audio and, yeah, especially the sound, had this very kind of like, oh, this is the future feel to it. Yeah. Like, there was this kind of muted sensation to the sound effects that, like, I don't know why, but for me, I guess because 8-bit audio was so crisp and so, like, electronic sounding, and mm -hmm. uh, the Super NES had kind of this, like, muted, muffled quality to it. So it had a lot of slap bass. It did have... They love that. So maybe not a lot of depth. Seinfeld's soundtrack was written entirely on a Super NES. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> trivia <laughs> fact written by Final Fantasy composer. Yeah. He was slumming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a total lie. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that afterwards. You're oh. supposed to let the kids believe it. I want to be called out for my... No, no, I think no. we should give out one fake someone, fact. Well, they're going to call will, in any minute. on Wikipedia and then be like, citation needed. Well, it was in Retronauts. Oh. And then you could be the uh, provider of falsehoods. I'm already Wikipedia's authority on Bart Simpson's Escape from Camp Deadly and um, some of the crappy Simpsons games I can't think of right now. So simpson games what are Impossible. you talking about if you want to be an authority on something find something no one has written about or something that's so bad that no one wants to write about and write about it and wikipedia will cite you one day and then you can die having left something behind mm. yeah if you if you do a search for my name on wikipedia you're gonna find my name attached to like bs that no one cares about it's great 
your legacy. My legacy. <laughs> my legacy of meaninglessness. So, Marty, Super Nintendo? Yeah. Um, it was it, the. It came out on the 21st of August or the 25th? I think 23rd or 31st. No one knows. Yeah, it's for in sure. the 20s, yeah. Dates um, vary. That, that weekend, my parents moved us from uh, Chicago to Wisconsin, and I was all broke up, broken up as a four year old. Um, and as a consolation prize, they bought my brother I knew and it. I, I was like, this had to be the consolation <laughs> prize. It's they, perfect. They, they, brought my, uh, or they brought my brother and I a Super Nintendo. So I remember walking to my new room and, and seeing Mario World, and uh, all was forgiven. And I knew that, it was wow. 16 bits. Right? And it still mm. works. It's still at my parents' place. It's, it's yellow. It looks, oh, it's yellow, it looks right? cancerous. Yeah. Yeah. It looks oh, like God, a 50-year-old yeah. smoker's mouth. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. But it still works you know, nearly flawlessly. So... Uh, yeah, it's 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 something that's very near and dear to my heart. It's a heartwarming story. Yeah, and right? it shows you can buy a child's love. Oh, absolutely for for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Wow, exactly. one seventy nine ninety nine. <laughs> it's kind of uh, there, and there were just so many like great experiences on it. I mean, I'll never forget Chrono Trigger, and I will never forget like seeing even commercials for that game and being excited turning it on. Wait, you saw that. commercials for? Chrono I think Trigger? there was a commercial for exist? Chrono Trigger where they showed the. Oh man, what's that thing? Pendulum. Uh, yeah, yeah. They showed it swinging back and forth, and it was it was very quick, very brief. But I mm. remember seeing that, and that's how I became aware of that game because I wasn't really reading Nintendo Power. I didn't like I loved the games, but I wasn't like pouring over the information right that way. But then I was just like, oh man, that looks cool, and mm. then just picking that up. I will always. I will always associate Chrono Trigger with Waterworld because I let my girlfriend at the time talk me into seeing Waterworld. It was not a good movie. <laughs> but afterwards, we were out at a mall and I happened to stop in a game store. No, at Babbage's, I think. Um, and they had like a coming soon for Chrono Trigger and I said, I need this game. This game. <laughs> and what? she looked at me and I was like, whatever, I'm going to buy it and you're not going to know about it. Mm. Were you already a Square fan at the time, or like what stood Final, out? Final Fantasy III had made me a believer in Square. Well, Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy III. Okay. Yeah, the combination, the one-two punch. Yes. Breath of Fire, not so much. So wait, you didn't like Waterworld? Is that what we were supposed to take <laughs> no, from No, no, I think it's amazing. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God someone you, said something. When I want a tattoo, I want a tattoo of the map to mankind's hidden legacy on my back. <laughs> Spoilers, Kevin Costner is the first person who's going to call into the show. Oh, man, I hope so. <laughs> I that get, would be great. I tried to get Dennis hey Hopper. Guys, but... I uh, haven't been working much lately, so I thought I'd just call in and talk about Super yeah. NES. That's another Dennis Hopper movie, you're right. Uh-uh. Of uh, King Koopa fame of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's right. Back when they were using the oh, wrong same character, actually. Yeah. King Koopa showed up in Water World. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the Mario worlds, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, God, that movie. Um, hmm. And the part where Kevin Costner had to go into the forest and jump on the caterpillar's head a bunch of times and it would change color whenever he jumped on it. That must um, be the director's cut. That was no. the best part of the movie. Damn. Wow. So we have written quite a few articles. Well, I think I have written quite a few articles. You wrote them all. I wrote them yeah. all, sorry. I'm just trying to spread the love, but uh, it was all me. Thanks, guys. Oh, wait, no, we did write the individual game write-ups. That's yep. true. We wrote about yeah. Super Metroid. Yes, I did. Should we talk yeah. about any of those? We, One Up Presents we, we number can, two. Sure. Okay. It's out there. People have been reading it. I would like to. One or two people have said, hey, I enjoyed it. I already talked it's enough the about... feedback we crave. Yeah. That's, that's what keeps me alive. But I already talked about my kind of main argument in the last SNES Retronauts. Okay, now make up a completely different argument. Um, um, uh, <laughs> come on, uh, on the fly, Mackie. The Donkey Kong Country. I don't know. <laughs> so the Super Mario showed that purple is actually the best color. Yeah. And that people who don't like purple are stupid. Yeah, and going for Street Fighter Two first was a great idea. Yeah. Right. That worked in Nintendo's favor a lot. It didn't show up yeah, on the Genesis for I another year. Yeah, I wonder if they actually 
were they conscious yeah sought that out or if it was just like capcom said well there's the only button with six button or the only con- uh, controller with six buttons on it so let's just go there yeah i don't know it's a mystery so are you saying that is what won the console war I'm saying that it was it, a coup. Okay. Yeah, it had some impact for sure. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you could swing it the other way and say Mortal Kombat definitely was a win for for Sega because they had the. That's true. Unedited, you know. No one was Sega, sweating. Yeah. Sega had their Mortal Monday. Yeah, no one was sweat. Sweating. That brown sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I punch people and brown sweat comes out. What Mortal Monday? That's yeah, right. Mortal Monday. There's yeah. also Sonic Tuesday. Really? I yeah, don't remember that's that. when Sonic oh. Two came out. Okay. And then Wario Wednesdays. Wario Wednesdays. Keep and, going. Uh, we got a couple. Of them. <laughs> and Thunder Force Thursdays. I mean, come on, guys. Final Fantasy Friday. Mm, there it is. See, we just set up all these new marketing plans yeah. for, <laughs> for companies. Hopefully they're listening. And there's so many Thunder Force games coming out these days. It's, it's going to be once a week. Just you watch. God, I can't keep up. Uh, it could also be Thexter Thursdays. Thexter Thursdays. Yeah, that's the only one. There's, there's been a Thexter more recently than a Thunder Force. Man, so <laughs> I thought we'd be getting calls by now. I'm gonna edit Is out all these time? silent. Oh well, pauses. you said they don't call until three thirty. We're we're not there yet. Okay. Right? Is, yeah, Is the we phone got line on? Uh, what do you do to turn it on? <laughs> you lift with the handset. Yeah. This is the early bird call. Okay, if you look on the bottom left. Bottom left of what? The handset. The bottom left of the handset. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, There's a button that says on. ringer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it on low. Got it. And you just hung up on someone if someone called early, so sorry. Well, that w- that was never vibe, uh, lighting up. Okay, good. All right, I have an actual topic. We got. I'm excited. Translated SNES games that you would recommend. Fan translated. Fan translated. Uh, this, t- this is my forte. You too. Jump for it. Go Terranigma. for it. Terranigma? No. That was not fan translated. That, that, was, fa- that was released in English. In, okay. Come on, in Marty. Way to go, Marty. Well, I still stole there's it. A, there's Marty. a PAL version. Someone sent me the PAL version and it didn't work on my NTSC TV. Wow. Screw you, England. You Final Fantasy. Stupid. Final Fantasy V for a while. Wasn't that fan? Was that ever fan translated? It was fan translated. That was one of the first biggies. With, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, people still cling to that localization, even though the GBA one, the official one, is the best. You know what? Because it's the most ridiculous. I wrote <laughs> an article about fan translations about a year ago and I could not track down uh, the guy who did Final Fantasy V. Shadow. He's just gone. He disappeared. Like a shadow. Whoa. Yeah. He was, or he was disappeared. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> no, you got to the, uh, to the waterfall at Mount Colts, and he took off. He was like, oh, my work here is done. Man. Down, down, down. I didn't know hackers could do that. Mm. I thought they were just nerds. Do you guys uh, ever... Don't hack us, by the way. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> They're busy focusing on Bart. Uh... Do you guys ever import any Super NES games or Super Famicom games? Had I did to get, get that into silly imports. Oh, actually, I did. Yeah, I got into imports uh, with the PlayStation, but there were still a few notable Super Famicom uh, games released in Japan after the PlayStation era had taken full effect, and I imported Rockman and Forte, which is uh, kind of not that good. It's a uh, people calling it Mega Man Nine for a while because it's like a spinoff of Mega Man Eight, but it's not Mega Man Nine. There's a real Mega Man Nine now. It's way better. That's right. I, I did it with the, for uh, Dragon Ball Z games because Dragon Ball was Dragon Ball Z was kind of big at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had imported Super Butoden three, I want to say, and then through friends found number two, 
and just kept playing stuff like that. I, I tried to play it safe and just import like action games or fighting games because you know I don't know freaking Japanese. I'm not gonna be able to figure yeah. out what I'm supposed to it's do in half a of these smart games. Decision. Yeah, so it was it was and you know those, those games were pretty okay for the most part. I mean they weren't great, but you know. A, a few years ago, I went through a, a phase where I was really obsessed with just owning. Uh, Super NES and Super Famicom games, so I did buy a bunch of Super Famicom games in in uh, Japan, and then I realized I, I don't have time to play these. These are just going to sit here and collect dust. So mm-hmm. I got rid of them all very quickly. But for that brief while, it was it was really nice to just go around and like hold these games and be like, this is the alternate reality version of a game that I love. Yeah. It's Super <laughs> Mario World, but it's cool. It also has yeah. better box art, right? It has better yeah, box, better art, box and art, there's like a clear plastic inside. Yeah, I'd like tray. to talk about that box art. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like Super Mario World. There's and there's all the stuff that's happening. Yeah. I love how busy that is. It tells you, look at As what you're going to get, kid. Yeah. Hey, it's Mario with a cape on a dinosaur. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I guess American kids are easier to please. <laughs> yeah, on a lot of levels. If we give them all the things happening, it'll be spoilers. <laughs> we don't want to spoil the game for them. See, I thought the Mario 3 um, box was pretty iconic, but Mario World is kind of lame, that box. But I guess they didn't really have to sell that game to anyone to begin with, so it didn't really matter. We were lucky we got anything other than just like, you know, like a white label with <laughs> Super Mario <laughs> like World. Like the card written in sharp. Duct tape for the side <laughs> of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Food Club brand video game. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, snap. Mazel First tov. phone call. Here it is. Let's see if I can do this. Hello, you're, you've reached Retronauts. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, we're doing fine over here. Let's talk some Super okay. Nintendo. Uh, yeah, talking Super Nintendo. I was just wondering about the import scene on Super Nintendo. Do you think that was prominent back in the day? Because I know that it was simple generally a simple hardware mod just to get the cartridges to fit. Well, which import scene are you talking about? Are you talking about from Japan into the UK, from yeah, well, uh, no, from America well, into Europe, from Europe into America? I was just thinking from Japan into America mainly. Okay. I know that if you, had, if you wanted to import into Europe, it was a hardware mod because you needed to solder on a SCART connector in order for it to work on a PAL TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't do much importing at the time. We just talked about this, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, but later, when I became a little savvier and, and wise in the ways of Japanese things, um, yeah, the uh, the modification to play Super Famicom games on Super NES is really easy. And basically, I just reached into the, uh, the cartridge slot with a pair of pliers and pulled the little plastic tab off, and boom, Super Famicom cards work just fine. <laughs> I wish I'd done that. I drilled holes in the back of the <laughs> cartridge <laughs> on one of them. Yeah, I was just My like, goodness. I'm not going to break the Super Nintendo. Well, I don't it's know just what the... like a little hunk of plastic that's Yeah, I was on. young. I just said, all right, I'm going to do this the hard way. Well, you have you have such power in your mm-hmm. in your manly hands. You might have shattered your entire Super Famicom. Super yeah, yes. Yeah, so I was afraid of that. There were uh, some shops, though. I, I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, but there were shops where you could find uh, a lot of import games. Um, it was... It wasn't too hard. Yeah, in the Bronx. No, in the Bronx. The Fordham Road. I mean, like, this is, like, not even, like, downtown. Downtown, it was a lot easier, though. Um, But you could pick up, like, a a certain number of games. I mean, my mom imported a a game for me because she thought it was something I was going to like. And I think it was Capcom's Commando. You know, who's the blonde-haired character? Captain Commando. Captain Commando. Yeah, she imported that game for me. Sorry um, about that. And found that. Yeah, it wasn't (laughs) that great. 
See, I never understand. I mean, I guess, you know, Bob and Jeremy, you both grew up in smaller Midwest towns. I did. Um, as I did. But the West. The West, actually, not Southwest. The West? Midwest. Texas. 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 South-South. South. That's south. a dirty South. <laughs> um, but, you know, to me, and I was, I was fairly young, I just... I didn't know that you could that that it was possible that i knew japanese games existed but i i had no idea that you could actually play those in america probably until you know after super nintendo had, yeah i mean the game course. that i started importing for was uh, castlevania symphony of the night so that's you know playstation 1997 yeah, yeah. So yeah. i i was definitely a latecomer to the importing scene mm-hmm I uh I didn't really have disposable <clears throat> income until the mid to late 90s, but I would always get these weird ass catalogs in the mail, like uh, Chips and Bits, and something called Ultimate Video Game Trader, which probably only existed for a brief amount of time before it ripped off a lot of ten year olds. But it would be like all of these games, there would be no descriptions or anything like that, mm-hmm. just like a, a huge list with. It was like the Funko catalog. Yeah, exactly, and uh, it just I would just have to have dreams of these games that I didn't even know existed. And, what is yeah. the black bass, and why is it worth seventy dollars? <laughs> is it a super Whoa. black bass? Yeah. You'll never know. Do you think that uh, the import scene kind of grew with the uh, anime import scene that was happening? The games import scene. I mean, do you think that those kind of grew together as I more people were were kind of falling into that? Maybe, but I think video games predated. Uh, super hard well maybe i think they're like the japanophilia phase of the late 90s to early aughts mm-hmm. i mean there are still japanophiles but that was when like everyone was buying anime and yeah, importing but, stuff but i mean going um, to cons. stuff like bubblegum crisis and akira were really big in the late uh, 80s and yeah. then uh, mm-hmm. uh sailor moon caused another explosion in uh, anime fandom and people importing stuff in the early 90s so I guess I don't know if they were there was a direct correlation, but mm-hmm. there were kind of surges that happened with both media. Sure. I think I think we've all lost our love of. Oh, go ahead. There's a caller. Oh my god. Still, I'm just, just wondering, how do you think that import scene from the old school days translates today? Do you think was enforced region locking Nintendo's doing, but everybody else going region free? Is there much of an import scene today compared to what was on the Super Nintendo? Uh, well, I would say the import scene today suffers from the fact that uh, Japanese developers are generally not developing that many really interesting and enticing games that don't come to the U.S. I mean, there are there are a handful of RPGs, and each one of them that doesn't come over stings, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Seventh Dragon or Final Fantasy Type Zero. Oh, speaking of Sting, they made two of those Union games, I think. Two more of them. Okay. And they're not here, and they probably will never come out here. Probably. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, in the uh, the Super NES and Super Famicom days, uh, the Japanese development was kind of the big thing for consoles, and uh, that's not really the case so much anymore. It's and, and, you know, the really notable games that come from Japan make it here uh, in very short order. Uh, like Final Fantasy games, there's like a two-month turnaround between Japan and the U.S., so... I think uh, importing has become much less of uh, a common thing and much more something for really crazy uh, niche fans. People like Janine. Yeah, mm. she imports a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm not she's advocating really, she's this. She's really into pervy She sims. is. It's very weird. <laughs> she's, she's acting against her own gender, I think. Her own interests. Yeah. Mm. But I don't, I'm not advocating this, but I've heard it's extremely easy to soft mod a Wii if you want to play imports. This is just what I've heard. I haven't looked into it. And actually, I might look into it because I, I've never played Captain Rainbow. <laughs> and that game looked like just bananas. And it's a Nintendo game. I know they didn't develop it, but it's like they published it in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. All kinds of weird. They actually well, address it's, Birdos. It's packed, uh, it's packed with, with Nintendo characters. Yeah. 
and it addresses LBGT issues like uh, Birdo's transsexualism in vivid detail, right? <laughs> this is what we've I've wanted. Seen, I've seen these videos. I, actually, I saw them when they came when the game came out. But uh, no, apparently that's true. Yeah, and if you like minor Nintendo characters, there's little Max in there. There's a bunch of like little cameos and stuff. Stanley the Bugman. Oh right, yeah. Is he? Um, now that you mentioned it, he might be. A lot of like little weird one-off characters like that are in the game. It's like they found a place to Mikey, put them. Mikey, Mikey Jones. From Star Tropics? Yeah. I wish. <laughs> they could go further. They haven't gone far enough. No. Until they have Mikey Jones sticking a banana in his ear. I think that was one of the SNES's biggest faults. No Star Tropics. I'll uh, because take that under advisement. I mean, they could have figured out how to make it better by the 16-bit era, right? Theoretically. Yeah. I don't think they were trying too hard with that one, because that was uh, made specifically for the U.S. audience, and they were just like, eh, whatever. We love yo-yos yeah, and Yeah, American kids Jimmy love Buffett. their yo-yos and, and Indiana Jones and Tetris kids. The end. Yeah. I don't think we answered any of your questions, but we sure did have fun riffing <laughs> on your... What's that? You did roughly. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> That's how we do things, roughly. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling from New Zealand, so this call's only costing me about 100 bucks a minute, so thanks for keeping me on. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> shit. We're, we're glad uh, to rack up your, uh, your phone Please call. send an invoice to IGN.com, <laughs> and they will ignore it. Thank you. Look forward to hearing the show. Yeah, thanks for yeah, calling. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So now we're alone again. I'm scared. I'm, I'm, oh, oh my wow, gosh. Okay, wow, we're good. There it is. Oh, wait. Do we get the when phantom you call? Walk through a storm, <laughs> You've got retronauts. In your ears. You're going to want to. How's it going? It's going fine. This is a demo weasel from the internet. From the Hi. Internet. Are you from our internet? Yes. Okay. Mm. That's good. Demo weasel. Not from internet 2.0. Of course. So let's talk some SNES. What'd you call in for? Well, um, I just wanted to call in and say that, you know, uh, I'm not very, like, old yet, but... <laughs> um, age is relative. How do you define yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, compared uh, to geological ages, I'm, I'm just a yeah. whelp. I was, uh, you know, I have uh, two older brothers that uh, had the Super Nintendo when I was growing up, you know, and, uh, and but they also happened to have the Sega Genesis, and... With those two systems, you know, we we'd never had any of those uh, weird arguments that a lot of kids seem to have back then, which, you know, Sega's better or Nintendo's better or whatever. Well, that's because um, people who had those arguments only had one of those systems, and they were, they were having that argument to justify their choice and to make them feel better about what they had purchased. So you didn't, your, your brothers didn't have to have that argument because you had access to both. The console war sounds a lot like the Civil War. Yeah, pretty much. Brother <laughs> yeah, against brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except in that house. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got along just fine. 
slave versus industrialist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they, 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 took a, they took out their frustrations another way, but... Um, did, they, did they, like, punch you, basically, is what you're saying? Uh, no. <laughs> they punched each other, though. That's brothers. Yep. Um, but, like, I have so many fond memories of the Super Nintendo, you know, and, you know, with the virtual console, it lets me go back and get these games that I'd never seen in years and, you know, get the chance to play them again. But, um... What, what makes me sad is that, you know, there are some games that were released for uh, Super Nintendo that had, like, some sort of uh, license attached to them that were, you know, pretty decent games that, you know, we'd probably never get to uh, see again. So, you know, we had stuff like Cool Spot and uh, what else? We had, uh, like, the, the Capcom uh, Disney game. DuckTales? Uh, no, that was NES. He's yeah. talking about like Mickey's Magical uh, Quest. Oh, Magical yeah, actually, yes. I, I used a song from Mickey's Magical Quest in the last SNES episode. Yep. That game has really good music, and it's a really great game too. You but know, yeah, those, those may not show up on Virtual Console, but they haven't been totally forgotten because uh, Capcom republished all three of those games, uh, which includes one that had never been published in the U.S. before on Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're 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 not totally lost to the recesses of time. That's true, um, and uh, you know this. We we saw so many uh, like such a wide range of, of games on the on the Super Nintendo that you know we hadn't really seen until I think PlayStation Two, and you know we, we we get a good variety of games in like the current generation and whatnot. But we saw so many weird things on the on the Super Nintendo where you know it, like the publishers could just the publishers and developers could take like these risks and not spend so much money on it. I agree. Show I, me a PS3. I don't, I don't agree. I think, <laughs> I think um, the the era of real innovation in console game design was the PlayStation era, where the costs of media plummeted, uh, and it was very inexpensive and very low risk to uh, to publish games for PS1. Super NES, uh, those games were very very expensive. I mean, they you know they cost seventy eighty dollars to buy, and, and that's a nineteen nineties money, which is like you know when the dollar was real. Uh, and uh, like it was, I think that um, there was a moderate amount of stagnation, of creative stagnation in the Super NES era compared to the 8-bit era. I think the games that were produced in for the Super NES and for Genesis were really polished, but I feel like there was a lot less risk-taking, a lot less innovation than you saw on NES and you saw on PlayStation and even PS2. Uh, I I don't disagree that the current generation is also stagnant, at least in terms of you know, packaged retail products, although, yeah. you know, indie games and uh, uh, stuff like on Xbox Live Arcade tends to uh, tends to be a lot more creative than uh, the retail goods. But, but yeah, I think it, there's a danger of kind of uh, looking back with, with too much fondness at the Super NES because, really, people were, were playing it pretty safe with lots of platformers, lots of arcade conversions, lots of fighting games, <laughs> sports games. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. agree with our caller to the point that I do not have a new version of Pac-Man 2 for the PS3 or Xbox. Like, when can I boss around a tiny cartoon Pac-Man again in my life? It's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm a Pac-Man 2 fan. <laughs> okay. Jeremy's just staring yeah, at me. I, I found joy in that game, too. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Uh, you can do all kinds of terrible things to Pac-Man. Even if you don't feel like you want to, the game makes you enjoy it because, you know, it's a lot of fun. Yes. And uh, before before I have to go now, uh, there's a, a pretty sad story that I can tell you regarding the Super Nintendo uh, that my brothers used to have. Um, at one point, you know, uh, I guess I was playing it too much and they wanted to 
they want some uh, some game time of their own, and they said, you know, hey, stop playing it so much, you're going to overheat the system. So uh, they kept the they when whenever they were out of the house, they they took the power supply with them. Um, so you know, I was rummaging through the closet one day when they were gone, like, where I got to play the Super Nintendo? Where's the where's the power adapter? And I found a power adapter. So Uh-oh. I plugged it into the Super Nintendo. And then I plugged that into the wall, I turned it on, and it made this horrible cracking noise. <laughs> Good lord. What did you plug, the hairdryer? Like, what did no, you it, the, the folly of follies, it was the Sega Genesis. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Nintendo, don't mm-hmm. use that. <laughs> <laughs> so even the hardware hates e- each other. Yeah. The console yep. wars live on. Mm. They were pretty mad, but... Uh, did I it survive? Any, 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 brother, any brother punches from that. Did, you, did the Super Nintendo actually survive, or was that it? Oh, no, it didn't. Okay, it didn't. I didn't think oh, so. God. Oh, R.I.P., little buddy. <laughs> You're playing games with angels now. <laughs> yeah. Now we're doomed to play a uh, month, month of uh, Cyborg Justice on the Genesis. Oh, God. No Cyborg Justice, no peace. That's what I have to say. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, not that I've just alienated everyone. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Well, um, no, it was, uh, it was great to get a chance to call in, and uh, uh, looking forward to the show. Thanks, All thank right. you. We appreciate yeah. it. Goodbye. So, wait, were there a, was there a lot of uh, did Super Nintendo's overheat? I don't, I don't think so. Like, I deal I with. I never heard of it. Yeah, mine I've never had did. like consoles fail on me the past two generations a little too often, and I just don't remember hearing anything like that. There was this uh, grognard who uh, ran the local import slash PC. Uh, software shop mm-hmm. when uh, N64 came out and he really hated the N64 so he was always telling me about how it was such a badly designed system and they made the circuit boards too thin and after a couple of years those boards were just going to break they were going to get overheated and I've never heard of that happening okay. and how will you oh. ever play Doshin the Giant <laughs> import copy well he was much more uh, interested in selling us uh, smutty PC software Okay. Yeah. Sounds like my or kind of some kind of hex based <laughs> strategy game so he was mad that those didn't show up on this n64 no he didn't he didn't like the n64 he was mm. glad okay he wouldn't want to sully Don't. those those fine pieces of software those. with mm. with nintendo's inferior breeding he wanted his digital maidens on a, in a proper format yep and he had an cartridge. agenda he obviously never played dark rift so that Wait. was fighting game gold was that for n64 it was and war gods was oh mm. war gods yeah oh things i could tell you about that game <laughs> never actually played it but i did win a prize from ign.com for uh photoshopping kabuki joe oh yeah kabuki wait where's joe, he from the, uh, he is a character oh, okay i thought he was from that naughty dog developed fighting game no 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 okay he's from uh he's from war gods and i i photoshopped him into uh the place of uh oh god i totally forgot the guy's name um uh jack ruby the guy who shot. <laughs> oh, who man. Shot oh man! That is a popular Photoshop uh, subject. This yeah. was this was in the 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 nineties. Well, yeah. So this, I was I was at the cutting. You edge. pioneered it. I was at the cutting edge, man. Did you actually? Did you also take on the one of the Viet Cong soldier being executed? <laughs> like, I'm gonna put Luigi's face on it. No, oh, it was man. it was a uh, like photo, or, you know, like show uh, Kabuki Joe's involvement through history. And mm, okay. Apparently, I was the only one who entered the contest who had any experience with Photoshop, so I had the most convincing photo so i won i don't know something did you have to return that like a month and a half ago when you became <laughs> uh, i did not win a copy of uh, war gods no. i won a uh, playstation uh which they mailed to me months late 
Like it, it took for them forever, it took forever for them to uh, disperse it to me, and uh, I already had a PlayStation by that point, so I returned it to Walmart. That was awesome. There you go. And uh, to apologize for sending it to me so late, they also included uh, beef stew meal ready to eat, just a package of of military grade Field beef rations. stew. Wow. Yeah. Was this? Wait, this IGN sent you this. Yeah. Wow. Jay Bohr at IGN. At the I recognize that name. Yeah, he's at well, Konami. He's with Konami now, yeah, he's, he's PR. Yeah, he Konami. started out mm-hmm. at IGN and uh, yeah, he mailed me. Did you ever uh, talk to Jay about this? Because I know you know Jay. <laughs> he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't remember it. I'm sure. But a PlayStation, um, a copy of a Lundra, a light gun for some reason. Oh, Lundra. And, and uh, an MRE. I, I don't know. Hmm. And anyway, that's my story about War Gods. Well, how's that's your today's topic. <laughs> <laughs> Super NES N64, what the hell? I have the creator of War Gods outside. He wants money. He's really hungry. <laughs> no, he's probably some like CEO of... Wait, no, they're gone what, what now. What company was that? That was, was Midway. That... Was it Midway? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. so. For some reason, I was thinking Vic Tokai, but was that Dark Rift? Did that Vic was Tokai Dark Rift, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. They all kind of blend together. There was and also Bio Freaks. And Gasp by Konami. <sighs> Except what do they call it in the U.S.? Like Deadly Fist or something. They called it Sharp Sudden Intake of Air. (laughs) The fighting game. hung up <laughs> the shortest okay. episode of Retronauts. So I feel like one thing listening to the show last week that wasn't really discussed is I mean everyone can agree that that you know the SNES was was chock full of single player experiences in the form of you know platformers and, and the Nintendo games and the Square games. Uh, but I, I I had a lot of fun with it as a as a two player system um, with with my brother and with some buddies uh, both co op and competitive. And I don't know if you guys ever kind of felt the same way that. I feel like no one ever remembers it as a system that multiple people could have fun with at the same time. Well, I mean, mm. it was the Street Fighter system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I, I remember... I know, I know I've told the story on Retronauts about how when I bought Street Fighter 2 on uh, Super NES, like I was, uh, I was working uh, at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and I came home from work one day, and uh, my parents were like, oh yeah, some of your friends came over, and uh, you weren't home, but I just let them you know, wait around in your room, and they played Street Fighter for like two hours and then took off. They put, they put one thing in the toilet and they didn't tell you what it was. No, no they just played Street Fighter. That okay, that's it. that's better. I had crappy friends. Nothing weird. Okay. Yeah, you you had a bit terrible friends. Yeah, they watch a lot of Seinfeld. No, I, uh, I... This was before Seinfeld. BS. Before Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, I like it. Or maybe, I guess it was when Seinfeld was first starting to happen. Okay. I remember... I went to college the next year, and, and my girlfriend in college was like, I totally relate to Seinfeld. Did like, you start I'm wearing Elaine. mannish clothing like Elaine and penny loafers? No. No? Did she have a huge wall of hair? <laughs> not. Okay. But anyways, Marty, sorry. We're getting off on tangents here. I forgive you. What, oh, what? right. Video yeah. games. Yeah. Videos. One thing I think, am I right in saying this, that the Super Nintendo seemed to do split screen a lot better than Genesis? 
It just um, I didn't really feel like I played a lot of split screen games in Genesis. It, I think well, what about Sonic Two? Oh, that was I think that was mostly oh, like Yuji yep. Naka's super programming skills. Um, super NES was better at a lot of things than Genesis. This is not a console war thing. It's mm. just the Super NES hardware had a really weird design where the processor itself, the core processor, was super slow. It was like 3 megahertz. And the NES was like 1.8 megahertz. Mm. It was like not twice as fast as the NES. But they put all this specialized functionality into the Super NES hardware. So it had those eight hardware modes, the most famous of which, of course, is mode 7, which yep. let you spin and rotate and scale and stretch uh, basically a 256 by 256 pixel uh, bitmap. And so people would use that as maps and, and whatever else. But there were, you know, there were eight, seven other modes, and those gave you, like, up to four or five levels of, of hardware uh, layers, like separate sandwiched layers that could scroll independently, or um, you could have, like, ultra-high resolution. There were, uh, there were a few games that made use of the ability to render, uh, instead of 256 by 224 graphics, 512 by 480 or something like that. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it had all these like unique hardware modes that could do special functions. It could uh, support alpha transparencies and translucence uh, natively without any kind of special programming. Um, it had that really amazing sound chip that could uh, really uh, you could cram samples into it and and either work with the the built-in voices or add your own. Um, yeah, the Super NES hardware did a lot of really cool special functions. I just, and when people kind of took the straightforward approach, like some of the early games like Gradius 3, uh, it turned out really badly. So there was like tons of slowdown and flicker and so mm -hmm. forth. Right. But when people started designing software that made special use of the Super NES's features and they kind of worked around its limitations, that's when you started to see really great stuff. I always remember, I'm still impressed by the Super Mario Kart's split-screen two-player because it's just, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It doesn't slow down or anything. Mm -hmm. And... If you go like one step beyond to uh, the N64, man, does that game chug? Four-player uh, <laughs> yeah. mode, uh, two-player mode, even. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even two-player. Did it depend on the stage, or was it like any two-player? Sometimes stage? it did. I okay. think, depending on how like complex the stage was. Mm -hmm. Although the N64 version did have that really crazy uh, bug, where if you play as three players on Moo Moo Farm. Everything runs yeah. at twice the speed. <laughs> yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that one stage specifically yeah. and why it's just three players, but it's amazing to watch. It's like the best kind of Mario Kart. <laughs> they need to have like Moo Moo Farm mode in Mario Kart 7. Everyone's on Red Bull, high, high on Red Bulls, <laughs> just running through. Yeah. Wait, did the voices speed up too? I, uh, yeah, everything. I oh think my god, that's how I've seen it, but yeah. I think everything runs runs double speed. I'm gonna find a video of this for the blog. See, I I uh, I love the Super Nintendo because I had to share a Nintendo with my older sister, and we always had games that had sort of two player modes to them. So I always had to give her the controller or play with her at the same time. And when we got a Super Nintendo, and I kept buying, you know, like Legend of Zelda, you know, some sort of Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger. We had Street Fighter, and that was probably the only exception, but it was my way to completely close her out. <laughs> never have, because there's no way to really pass the controller and say, oh, it's your turn. My turn is forever. Like, yeah. This is how it's going to be. It's like, I'm Link. No yes. one helps him. Yeah, nobody helps Link. You, He's alone. Sorry. There's no second. Mm -mm. It's okay. Well, she eventually got a Genesis, though. So. Okay. Yeah. But we didn't, like, get petty over it or anything. I was just like, my games are better. That's a smart, smart idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was just a way to close her out. I got tired of that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs>
Topic, is. Link's hair is pink. <laughs> why? <laughs> become the large pink bunny. Okay. Is that the... why the hair was pink? Yes. No. Because he was a pink bunny. It was his totem animal. Mm. Oh. That's Discuss. Also, that's also when he stopped. Did he still have the shield with the cross on it in Link of the, Link to the Past? I that was the first game the first where he did not two games he yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. First two games he did. By that game, I, I want to say they didn't. I don't even know. I'm, I'm willing to believe you, Jeremy, but it just seems odd that they would make that choice. And right. I love it because that game is just kind of weird, you know, Link to the Past. Well, Link to, oh, yeah, but it, it, I, what, it's that game such established. It's a marshmallow-looking game. Everything's yeah. all rounded, like the trees or these kind yeah. of, they look like they were poured out of jello molds. Even the enemies, the, the, the knights. I know. The blue and red they're knights. Like, they they're look like, like chubby little knights, but they have angry eyes. And they like, I'm coming at you. you. They just like, <laughs> yeah, in, in place. They just like. Looks like a little gingerbread land you're running that around was, in. That was one of those games that had that really muted sound that, that mm-hmm. really sticks in your mind. Like when you run into something, like. Instead of going, it's like, yeah, yeah. And those pickle-shaped enemies, sons of bitches, that if you swing at them and you get electrocuted. Oh, what were the, those? the gels. Yeah, the gels that like bounce back and forth. That was a link to the past. First, I hated those things. You gotta freeze them, throw them in the water. Mm-hmm. Let God sort them out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that because then you don't get magic recharges. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you kind of needed them for that. But oh wait, no, you freeze it, then you shatter with a hammer. Yeah. And then you get the big potion. Am I right? <laughs> Your I eyes so. just glowed when you, you had like a sparkle. <laughs> Big potion. Yeah. I need to recharge my mana. I'm serious right now. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe Capcom uh, was still believing in Street Fighter to put Street Fighter Alpha 2 on the Super Nintendo. Oh, like, right. That, was, that game was awesome. Yeah. It, I there's no way that, that should have worked. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that game should have worked. It was a cartridge with load times. You don't yeah. get those very often. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when yeah. my local Best Buy was clearing out all of their old Super Nintendo stuff, they had like a freaking uh, stack of Earthbound boxes about like up to my 20 chest. Bucks. 20 bucks. I think by that point, they're down ten. to like eight bucks. Yeah. Uh, my friend bought one for shits and giggles. Like, you like this game. I want this game. And I was like, I paid $80 for that like three years ago. <laughs> and uh, he didn't care. And God, I wonder if he kept that because, like, like I said in the last essay in his podcast, if you have a complete intact Earthbound, you are in bucks. the Forbes 500 <laughs> or 100, whatever. An open copy is like 250 bucks, but a sealed copy—I don't know how much that. Would be I don't worth. think it's been determined. Is there is there a sealed I'm, copy? I'm sure there are okay. sealed copies, but I'm sure it would sell for a few thousand dollars. Yeah, definitely. Earthbound fans, man, they'd be whack. Word. That's where the Earth See, Bob Mackie is evidence. I think I'm one of the more uh, sane Earthbound fans. You're, you're currently wearing, wearing, you're wearing your Earthbound, Earthbound shirt. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get that? I'm wearing one of my three Earthbound shirts today. Uh-huh. Earthbound mm. is great, right? It is. We could talk about Earthbound. We can. Since no one else is calling. <laughs> uh, I like Earthbound. I, I know Bob. <laughs> uh, do I have to say any more? I talk about Earthbound at every chance, every opportunity. It's okay. You can let it go. In fact, why, I, I so often, why did you love Earthbound? I often back out of Earthbound conversations because I don't want to be that guy. All right. you know? I, I respect that. Yeah. So, Deathmatch. Earthbound versus Majora's Mask. Go. Oh, boy. Those are like my two beloved children. I know. <laughs> you got to kill I'm, one. I'm, uh, I'm, making, I'm forcing you to make uh, Solomon's choice here. Yeah. I would probably go, to be honest, I'd probably go with Majora's Mask. Wow. If that's mm. surprising. But... It's not not by much, not by much. What if you could get Majora's Mask done up with Earthbound style graphics? I would I would rather have the latter. No, no, I'm sorry. I'd rather have it the other way around. Majora Earthbound with Majora's Mask style graphics. Yeah. Not rather... that style. Maybe just in 3D. I don't know. Those little clay figures are adorable. I want to see. Oh, well, now yeah, we have the power. That, we we awesome. should be able to do that. But Nintendo will never touch that series again. 
They might, but they won't bring it to the U.S. No. They're like, ah, you stupid Americans. Just replace the music, guys. It'll be okay. You remember it. I guess I should pitch out to send us stuff again. That, that's a new segment. Have you seen that, Jeremy? What? Oh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm doing a, um, instead of doing listener email, I'm doing listener mail because we're a retro podcast oh, right, right. and I want people to write in with envelope art and stuff. You just want free drinks. I do, but I want, Tribute. I want, I want envelope <laughs> art wants. to come back and not in pog form. No, in podcast form. In podcast so form. more valuable. Mm. Well, we're going to actually post it if we get it yeah. to the blog. All right, I'll I'll do an envelope for you. Oh, really? I I don't know. <laughs> Wait, did, did anyone here ever make envelope art? Oh man, when I was in junior high, I had this uh, a pin pal, and I was like totally in love with her. <laughs> she she moved to San Francisco actually. Oh. Enough. So uh, we like met once or twice, and I was like, she's really cool. So we wrote to each other constantly, and uh, for like two years, and I would always do envelope art. Some of them got a little too elaborate, and the post, all, post office was like, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see the address, there kid. One, there was one It was like um, done in the style of the Phantom of the Opera's logo, where it was like shattered mirror, and that was like how I wrote the address. And somehow it actually made it. Wow. I had, they had the image of like uh, the Sistine Chapel ceiling with God and Adam touching fingers, and like your address was in the middle of them. I like that. That yeah, you some, need a really big envelope some of those for that, got though. Kind of, some of those got kind of elaborate. Yeah, yeah. sounds uh, like it. You can't it do that. It was before the internet. I mean, I had to have something to do to keep myself busy. So, kids at home, ask your parents how to fill out an envelope, and then don't forget the stamps. Yeah, that's yeah. important. Uh, there should be a tutorial online on YouTube. Just write, type in, "How do I write out an envelope?" USPS.com. There you go. They'll help you out. All your postal needs. And please send whatever you want, uh, and hopefully with some envelope art, to Retronauts Care of Bob Mackey, 625 Second Street, San Francisco, California. I don't know the zip code. What am I? The mailman? Yeah. And, and if you're sending something to me, uh, keep in mind that I really like a good Cabernet, but I will also accept uh, whiskey. And there will well, be much hey. rejoicing if something does come in. Yeah. We will talk about you on air favorably, Drunken unless you lady. send us uh, like Bay Base Kids or something. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that too. Okay, but not in a nice way. No, babies' kids are immortal. Like, we should oh, fear look. them. They put their return address. We know where to find these. <laughs> You'll be on the retronaut shit list. <laughs> You're next, buddy. Next week uh, will be, I guess, another live episode, probably or not. Or not. Uh, the week <laughs> after that will be our PAX episode, where that will actually happen. And yeah. I guess I'm part of this. It's gonna be me, Jeremy, uh, Nick Maragos, uh-huh. and Jeff Green. And Chris Kohler. Oh, wow, it's a big panel. It's a party. Yeah. <laughs> What's the topic at PAX? Your favorite? Your favorite video games suck. Yeah. Whoa. All right. We're going to tell everyone why the video games they like are terrible. And then they make fun of ours. 
I'm so not, think up on why Majora's Mask and Earthbound are really crap. Don't be so mean to Earthbound, though. Bob's new favorite <laughs> game is Tiny Tower, so that's fine. It is. Just be warned. Yeah, it shouldn't just, be. Just be warned if you're going to be mean to Earthbound. Uh, there will almost definitely be some fan gamer guys in attendance, so yep. they may beat you down. Yep. Just, I'm just With the Game Boy. Yep. If you make fun of Earthbound, they're going to lock the doors from the outside, and you'll be identified by your dental records. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm sure people, there are way crazier Earthbound fans than me that will be in that audience. He's just saying God will sort the dead. That's yeah. All. yeah. That's his job. So don't start none, won't be none. Yeah. That's what he said. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me on this swapping two-call episode <laughs> of Retronauts Live. The best, the best kind of call-in episode. Yep. Later.